Welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. So many times I have heard clients say, I just want to be happy. So what is happiness? Like, what is this seeking out happiness thing all about? How do we find happy? This is something that, that time after time after time, I have clients asking me, it's like, where, where do I find it? I'm sad a lot, or I'm anxious, or you know, fill in the blank. I'm, these things are interfering with my ability to be happy. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough influence. How can I find happiness? Well, one time I had a young man ask me this, <clears throat> and I took him for a walk. I took him for a walk all over campus. And, you know, we went through the, the woods and we went by the ponds and, and, you know, at each, each spot, I just said, do you see it? Is it here? Do you hear it? Is it here? Do you feel it? Is it here? I was making a point that day, but that point, uh, it opened up a conversation, a conversation that, uh, you know, not only did it, it helped that young man, but I think it also helped me to establish a little bit of insight as to, you know, the, the seeking of happiness, this uh, <laughs> pursuit of happiness that we, we talk about here in the United States. It, it's a really interesting concept, and it's also very complicated. You know, parents will say to me, I just want my kids to be happy. Well, the challenge there is like that kid that I walked all over campus, sometimes there's a few lessons that I can give you as a therapist. Sometimes we seek it externally. Well, seeking happiness as an external thing that makes us happy has some limitations, right? It means we depend on others or we depend on things. You know, it's there's an arbitrary nature to it because sometimes things will cross our paths and make us happy. And sometimes they won't cross our paths. So does that mean we can't be happy? Hmm. It's limited in that way. You know, then there's others who are like, you know, hey, put, put them in front of a mirror. Happiness is in there. What? You know, like, think about that. People are looking internally to say, I'm supposed to have happiness inside of me. Well, this discounts, completely discounts other people. It discounts other things. How do those things and those people on occasion encourage us and, and allow us to feel joy and happiness? Is that purely an internal reaction and response? No. There's, there's some external and some internal influence. And I bring that up because in this journey to just be happy, 
we can't look at just one piece of any part of the puzzle. We have to look at the whole puzzle. What makes the puzzle complete? That completeness, that, uh, you know, that, that big picture view is what gives us a sense of fulfillment and potential joy and happiness. In other words, how can we find happiness? There's really only, and, and this is, you know, this is a therapist view. So this is what I've learned over the years. There's really only one thing that can do that. It's a byproduct. So it isn't something we can create on its own. It's a byproduct of moral functioning, which means it is going to be unique for you and me. Right, I, I have limitations uh, to the power that I allow money to have in my life. So having a ton of money isn't going to be my source of happiness. It doesn't mean I don't want to make money. There's a certain level at which money does provide some level of happiness. For instance, if I have enough money to do an adventure with my children and my family, then you could make an argument that money was a vehicle that helped me to create happiness. It's possible we could say that. But money itself doesn't make me happy. It's only what I can do with money that can actually make me. So if that's the case for me in particular, if I can do things that are free and adventurous or inexpensive and adventurous, is it possible that I'd be just as happy as if I did something that was expensive and adventurous? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it means. For me, taking my family to, uh, you know, the, the national parks, I mean, it's not really super expensive. You know, we, we camp. We use a tent. We actually camp outside. I know that that's, you know, old school. A lot of people are using these campers and they're driving all over. No, we, we camp with a tent. We still roast marshmallows and hot dogs and, you know, all those interesting things that we do when we camp. And that adventure brings me joy. And so it's a byproduct, not of money but of connection and relationship. So we go back to that internal and external. I feel joy and fulfillment in both my own interaction with others and others' interactions with me. It's part of the reason why I love so much when people respond to my podcast. It brings me joy to know that others are finding the benefit or the questions you know, they're, they're exploring their world. I love that. It brings me joy. It's part of the reason I do this. So for you, when you look at your principles, the things that you stand for, your moral compass, the things that you believe to be right in this world, when you look at the things that are good to you, the byproduct of those things is happiness and joy. Now, you might be going, you keep using this word joy and happiness. Uh, what's the difference? So that's a great question. To me, 
and this has been this has been something that I've explored, um, you know, with with many many clients. Uh, I, I have wrestled with these these two terms. See, to me, happiness is the byproduct of m- moral living. Joy is moral living. It's not the byproduct of it. It's all encompassing moral life. Now, you may have different moral beliefs than me. Um, you may believe in God, or maybe you believe in a higher power, or maybe you believe in nature. And those are the things that bring you joy, that all-encompassing life, right? That it, it's that uh, water when you're, when you're dehydrated, right? It just, it fills you. I can't tell you the exact thing that's going to bring you joy and happiness. Uh, I would, I would have to get to know each one of you individually, and I don't mind doing that. Uh, but it's hard to do that when I don't get to interact with you. If you decide to interact with me, I could probably learn some of these things about you. So the big things that I want you to, to experience today is, is this, when we just want to be happy, that to me is a very, um, from a therapeutic lens, a very shallow desire because happiness is the byproduct. It's like saying, I just want the high or the buzz. It's, it's a byproduct of the behavior. We don't want that. What we, what we truly are saying typically when we say, I just want to be happy is how do I get through this period of time in a moral and upstanding way when it is so difficult? Do you see the twist there? So as a therapist, when somebody says, I just want to be happy, I'm experiencing their pain and suffering and saying, how do we get to the other side of this without losing track of who you believe you are or should be. That's the moral piece. And if we put that together before things get ruined, we get to the other side. And even if that was a hard time in your life, because trust me, those hard times come, whether you want them or not, they come. And when you get to the other side, if you lived as best you could within your moral structures, You are going to say, even though it was hard, I'm happy about how things played out. Does that make sense? It's it's part of the reason that I believe somebody who is like a POW, they're not going to look back and say those were happy days, but they're going to be able to look back if they have good moral structures and say, I lived the best that I could within the means that were available. And therefore, I found joy in the day, not in every moment of the day, right? But the days as a whole, I was still able to find hope and joy. Why? Because I lived my morals, my beliefs. I lived them out. It's that congruent living out of what we believe in. 
that brings us joy and happiness. So what I'm hoping you're taking away from this very short podcast today is that happiness isn't something that you need to focus on. It's going to naturally occur if you understand who you are and what you stand for. Now, if you don't understand those things, that's some identity work. I'm not going to get into that today. I probably have some, I actually don't know. Maybe I'll take a look. Um, But I probably have some podcasts around identity work that you could go back and listen to. And if I don't, I probably should make one because identity work is, uh, is very important. If you don't know who you are, all the seeking of happiness that you could possibly do will not leave you fulfilled until you understand a bit about who you are. And the beauty is you're changing. You're changing. Tomorrow you'll be a little bit different. So it's this constant refreshing of who am I? Who do I want to be? Who was I? And then saying it again, who am I? Who do I want to be? And who was I? Making sure we hold on to the things of value and let go of the things that don't bring us any value in the world. I hope this was helpful. I know it's a little shorter than many. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives.com with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives, make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 